for me. Oh, shoot. I did not record anything. This podcast is part of the Batman Universe Podcast Network, hosted by thebatmanuniverse.net. Here, we love talking about everything Batman. Thebatmanuniverse.net has news, original content, and reviews about Batman comics, movies, TV shows, video games, and more. Check out thebatmanuniverse.net and join our Discord server to start chatting with fellow fans. We can't wait to talk to you guys. Also, visit our Patreon page and join our other awesome supporters. But enough of this nonsense. On with the show. Batman Universe Comic Podcast, Season 15, Episode 21. This is Ian. This is Jeff. And this is Six Minutes In with Theo. <laughs> We're only six. I thought felt longer. All right. So we have three issues to review and a little bit of news. So let's get right into it. First up, DC decided to try and compete with manga again. This time, they're packaging their most reprinted and already overexposed comics for uh, the Tonka Bun size, which is basically a half-size trades to be released in Target and Walmart. Uh, the Batman Universe options will be The Court of Owls, Hush, Joker by Brian Azzarello and Lee Bermejo, and Gotham City Sirens, and Trail of the Catwoman by Darwin Cook and uh, Ed Brubaker. What do you guys think about this attempt to compete with manga once again? What is this? They're taking their most popular graphic novels and uh-huh. shrinking them so they're the same size as manga books. Oh. And then I'm assuming they're going to try and get them out in Walmart and Target. That's weird. That's weird. Well, so just literally weird? shrinking it? Yes. So it's going to be even harder to read. I, I do think that that is something they haven't thought about very carefully. Okay. That's stupid. I don't... Because it's not manga, so they're not going to put it on the manga shelves. Manga. No, it'll be... I mean, manga is just in the book spot. I mean, that's where they put Wayne Family Adventures and the Vixen and the other webtoons. And it's where they put the movie tie-in. So, like, I've seen Aquaman and Flash graphic novels in the exact same place. Mm. But those... I mean, the webtoons are the same size as the manga, but the movie tie-ins are all straight paperback size. So they're clearly visually different. This is attempting to remove the visual difference to hope that, honestly, I think what they're hoping is that moms get confused. And it's like they're trying the asylum strategy. (laughs) You know how asylum does like mockbusters and they're like, here's Frozen, except it's actually just snow. And it's a movie about a princess who's (laughs) got ice powers, but it's not actually Elsa. But they're hoping that moms are distracted and buy the movie thinking that it's Frozen. And that's what DC's doing. And I'm just like, are you, that's okay. It's weird. It's a strategy, I guess. 
I don't buy manga because of the size. I buy it because I want that specific story. So I wouldn't buy these <laughs> because I either already own them or I don't want them. Yeah. What do you think, Theo? I own them already. It makes no sense to buy I them. I know, again. right? Well, plus, to be I fair, really get... this, plus, this is I... not trying to capture us. That's true. So true. As, as like some random kid, you know, 14-year-old being dragged along with his mom grocery shopping to Walmart, do you think this would possibly get them interested oh, in that? Okay. Okay. A 14-year-old being dragged to the grocery store by his mom is problems all in itself. <laughs> I'm just going to say that. At 14 years old, mom is not dragging me anywhere. No, I, mean, I don't want to go. If it's beyond Walmart, like, I don't know, Books a Million, then I guess it kind of makes sense. Because if, if it's a, you know. I don't think they need to. They already have trades in Million and Barnes and & Noble and half-price books. They need to get in the box stores because that's where the market is. That's mm. where Dogman is selling. That's where Smile by Raina Telmiger is selling. I, I think this is the market they need to compete in. I just have questions, but I, I, I have my own th thoughts, but before I give them, I, I want to hear your thoughts. Hmm. Well, Sorry. I personally think that if we're talking, if the, if the Target, pun intended, is yeah. Target and Walmart as the places to find these, they should have used different titles because most of the time, if there are any kids walking in Walmart, and who's going to be in Walmart for a while? It's younger kids. So I would have had different titles. Those that would read something like um, Far Sector or Hush, you know, those teens, usually they're in and out. They're not the type that want to go and stick around Walmart looking for stuff. I would have, I would have, I would have done Super Sun, something of that nature. Yep, yep. That that pretty much mirrors my main thought, which is this is the absolute dumbest possible selection of titles they could have tried to recollect because these titles are aimed at people who are already comics fans. They they are not aimed at new readers. I mean, you can argue that Court of Owls is aimed at new readers, but it really isn't. And the people who want these particular titles already have them, as you said. <laughs> things like Super Sons, things like even Teen Titans, something like that. Yeah. yeah, I mean, they're already getting the... They already have the Gabriel Piccolo and Cami Garcia Teen Titans, which I think is really good because that's the right age range, it's the right aesthetic, it's the right tone, and it's the right size. I mean, that's already the same size as these things. So this is just... There now, is nothing about this that makes sense to me. Now, to be fair, they've also said that this was their first slate. So, yes, but this is not a first slate that I would be proud of. This is like, ah, uh, yes, all the stuff we've already been trying to push and failed. I, I said this on the server, and I still think it's a really good idea. People keep complaining, oh, it's so hard to get into comics. And it's easy to get into manga because there's starts at volume one and goes to volume 20. Well, you know what? You could do that so easily for Batman. Just take Batman year one and call it year, call it volume one. Take uh, Long Halloween, call it Volume 2. Take Dark Victory, call it Volume 3. Take 
Robin Year One, Batgirl Year One, and Nightwing Year One call it Volumes 4, 5, and 6. Take The Killing Joke, call it Volume 7. Take Death in the Family, call it Volume 8. Just, these stories aren't necessarily direct sequels, but they are sequential in the development of Batman, and they provide the foundation for pretty much all Batman stories that are being told now. There is no reason you couldn't package your material and select the best stuff so people have, you know, put your best foot forward and number it and have all the spines the same so that people are like, oh, I like this on my shelf. It looks cool. I was talking to my friends, uh, my sister, my brother, my brother, and my sister-in-law last night, um, and they're saying, no, people organize books by color because they like the vibes. And I'm like, okay, that's stupid, but... If you have all the same spines, that's a good vibe for your young millennials and your your Zoomers who want to collect these new books. I I feel like if you just took 30 minutes and talked to fans like me, and I, I admit I'm not necessarily the most representative fan, but I don't see anything in what I just said that wouldn't be fun for a new fan. It's like, because whenever a, a new fan joins our Discord or joins another Discord, that's focused on comic books. They're like, what should I start with? What's the reading list? And we all say Batman Year One, Long Halloween, Dark Victory, Batgirl Year One, Robin Year One, Night Year One. It's like, these are all the books that everyone has read and enjoyed. They provide a foundation. They're easy to get into. And they provide enough of a sequential experience that it does feel like you're getting into a big shared universe. This is my rant. I'm not actually planning on ranting for the other titles, but I, I was very annoyed about this. <laughs> At least they're giving it a shot. Like I said, if 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 I was dragging my nine year old granddaughter with me through Walmart, she wouldn't pick up any of these. However, again, she may see John and Damien standing there looking like they're ready to bop each other, and she's like, "Oh, what's that, Papa?" You guys reminded me that my pre order never came, so I emailed about oh, pre order the Super Sons Super Duper Omnibus. Oh, huh. You know what? Neither have mine. When is it releasing, though? The end it of released already. Oh, oh, really? Huh. Has it shipped? I haven't gotten any updates. No emails, no nothing. I got my promotional comic for re-upping my subscription on DC Universe. Ooh. I don't actually really like this comic, but it is cool. It's an <laughs> exclusive edition know. of The Batman Who Laughs. I have not been able to... I've been trying to figure out a way to upgrade, and I can't theme to do it upgrade to DC. what ultra yes dc doesn't seem to want my money uh they changed how they did it i upgraded last time um yeah, you upgraded you upgraded when it when they first, first did it movie. yeah and i don't regret it i love the trade option because i don't know i really like dc ultra it's super convenient to just read a trade instead of trying to track down crossover issues oh i'm so getting a night okay uh, that's all I have on that one. I wanted to provide a brief con report from Twin Cities Comic Con that I went to over the last weekend. Not a ton of DC stuff. I saw some Clone Wars stuff, some Spider-Man stuff, and some Star Wars stuff. But I also attended a panel with Phil Hester. He was the only guy, but he just talked to us for about 45 minutes about his career. Super awesome guy. Super passionate about comics, but also super nice. Knows everyone in the industry because he's been working for 35 years. And I don't know. I really like his art. He's going to be doing stuff for Green Arrow. He's great. Check out. Um, I mean, 
hmm. I have a hard time recommending ba- uh, Gotham Year Gotham City Year One because I didn't like it very much. But I will say his art was amazing. It was worth checking out for the art. So that's my quick con report. And anything you guys want to say before we get jug into our reviews? When does the Suicide Squad anime come out? Oh, I don't know. Su- oh. Suicide Squad Anime News Network. It's just called Suicide Squad Isekai. <laughs> uh, I do not see a release date. I don't see a release date. It's funny. I, I read two... Are all reincarnation stories Isekai? I guess I, I'm reading at least one Isekai on Webtoons. But I feel Pretty like much. I'm reading three of them. But two of them are technically someone dies and goes back in time. That's still Isekai. Okay, so I'm reading three Isekais on on webtoons and they're fun you know why you haven't received it yet steph tell me because it hasn't shipped yet that's what i thought they might be having production well i also ordered it so long ago and then got a new credit card so i just want to make sure it's not my problem oh yeah that Mm -hmm. happened to me on renewing dc universe well you probably been charged already because um it's actually on this order that's preparing the ship for me hmm See, I should be paying attention with Ian, but then I realize I don't have my super sons either. <laughs> Importance. We have priorities. Yes, we do. And super, super stupor, super sons. Super duper omnibus, omnibus is one of them. Is one of them. Yeah, so it's shipping this month. It should be shipping in the next few days. So, DC, if you want to resell me something, put more super sons. On the shelves, I will buy more super stuff. Even and, if I already need, own them, <laughs> we need to be clear. It needs to be ten-year-old John and thirteen, yes. yes. fourteen-year-old Damien. Not. I still think you guys should have been reading the Action Comics backups. It was ten-year-old John. There was no Damien, but it was ten-year-old John. It was very cute and had great art. That was Jurgens, right? Yep. And Lee Weeks on art. That sounds cute. Yep. Thanks a lot, Ben. This is coming. <laughs> oh. You know how there's thanks, Obama? We should have thanks, Bendis. <laughs> oh gosh, I don't want to become the Bendis salt cast. <laughs> then he shouldn't have thrown there is salt. Much cast. salt for, there is much salt. For, my my salt for Bendis goes back to his Marvel days. Uh, so, I mean, I, I think still think that his Ultimate Spider-Man was a masterpiece, and it went all downhill from there. I'll, yes, I'll I don't think. disagree, but it he deserves his rep for that. I'll I wish he wasn't this. ghosting, though. I'll say this. I'll say this. You give him original creator-owned new characters, almost magnificent. Established characters, totally bleep the can and bleep the bed and everything else. A lot of bleeping. Yes. Thank you for not making me bleep. I'm All just right. happy he never got to Batman. I mean, technically he did, but his Batman wasn't no, that bad. No, meaning Batman the or the comics. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to start with the end of Gotham War. And there was much rejoicing. Uh, at least relief. Sighs of relief. Batman slash Catwoman. The Gotham War Scorched Earth. Number one. And the only one. Written by Teeny Howard and Chip Zdarsky. Pencils by Mark Carthorn and Nicola. That word? Cheesemachia. Cheesemachia. Uh, do I have to do inks? Uh, do you no, you don't have inks? to do inks. Okay. Colors by Arif Prianto. Click. 
Scandal Savage sends Catwoman Steves to steal the Immortality Rocks, while Tim Drake Robin finds supervillains Scarface, Killer Moth, Scarecrow, Two-Face, Black Mask, Professor Pig, Firefly, and Mad Hatter, using Batcave tech given to them by Vandal Savage. Batman, Catwoman, and Red Hood convene, bickering until Oracle tells them Tim's been captured, and Batman calls his family to put aside their differences to save the city. Slash Tim. Catwoman and her lieutenant Dario try to catch her thieves, but she trained them too well. Batman tracks Vandal alone as the family battles the rogues on the streets. Catwoman catches a ride with one of her thieves, leading her to the gathering spot where Batman has already arrived, at an observatory where Scandal has turned the meteorites into a homing beacon for a larger meteorite which will crater the entire city. Duke frees Tim, and he quickly takes control of the battle with his knowledge of the Bat-Tech. As Batman and Catwoman fight the Savage family and their thieves, Red Hood takes the Batwing to ram the meteorite, bailing out just before impact. The biggest fragment hits the observatory. Vandal betrays his daughter, Marquise slash Scandal, to take the immortality, and Selina falls into the crater, saving her, leaving Batman crushed. Sometime later, even though Dick tells him that the family is happy, Bruce continues to be Batman alone. Selina faked her death, and Bruce keeps it a secret. One of her thieves stumbles onto Bruce's secret identity. Bum, bum, bum. Okay, so it's over. It's <laughs> over! It's so In strong, bad voice. It's over! It's over! Deleted! <laughs> <laughs> yes, please. So I feel like we are giving away our thoughts, but what are our thoughts on Gotham War? Okay, listen, listen, okay, listen. The art on this last issue was horrible. I hated the art on this it issue. It wasn't as bad as the first time. Uh, yes, I liked, okay, I had an emotional reaction, a legitimate re- when I realized what Jason was going to do. And I was like, are they going to kill Jason? Are they effing going to kill Jason? This is so stupid. Again. Like, but I was also like, oh, he's so, he's so brave. And then, and then he jumps out of the thing and it's fine. <laughs> like they build it up like he's going to die. And then he's like, I'm just going to jump out of the, the uh. but there was so much. And, and I really liked that Tim takes control and that I was so frustrated that he was taking, he was taking captured, but then realizing he'd just been watching everybody and, and, and said then used all the knowledge he gathered by so that was the only part I really really liked was Tim used his time in captivity to actually like become smarter and outwit everybody. I thought that was pretty cool. Other than that, this not a single person. The Watchtower has people on call to take care of space issues like meteors heading to earth not a single non-gotham superhero was available to just quickly smash this meteorite there's like literally 20 super people in metropolis right now (sighs) yeah and i hated the riddler thing at the end i don't even i hated gotham war i hated that every issue was a different plot and i didn't understand and i didn't want to understand i didn't care and everyone was stupid and in the end of this the Zoranar thing doesn't even matter. That's all in Batman. <sighs> and I don't know when Batman and Robin is supposed to be taking place because Batman's alone now and he doesn't want his family around. So what's that about? Is that So all I can think is that Batman and Robin takes place in the five minutes. 
that Bruce <laughs> leaves his family and and Dick is and Damien is with him. That is all I can think. Is that that is what that is? I I hated Gotham War. I hated it more. I hated it more than I thought I would, and I hated it for different reasons than I thought I would, which was very unexpected. So that was kind of neat. <laughs> <laughs> you managed they, to find all new reasons for us to hate you, Batman. Uh, yeah, that was kind of cool. <laughs> In a terrible way. <laughs> I'm just so glad it's over. I'm just so done. Except it's not. Except it's not over. It's not. Over. Yeah, I'll save that for the Batman review. I'll save that for Batman, but. Uh. I just and I guess I haven't read Catwoman yet, so I don't know how that she's quote unquote dead now. Ugh, whatever. Who cares? <gasps> it's Teeny Howard Catwoman. The only Catwoman thing, so, in name only. Oh, okay. Are we gonna talk later about like what was the point? Yes. Okay, then I will hold my thoughts until later. It's been a trying few weeks, so I am trying not to let personal life get exploded into this. So mark this down, you all. It may never happen again. I owe Teeny Howard an apology. When all of this began, we immediately put all blame on her and her writing style. And, and yes, there is truth to the fact that you can easily tell what parts she was writing compared to Zdarsky. After reading this and further down when we get to Batman... Zadowski is not immune from the criticism because his writing and his take in this is just as bad. Now, Steph mentioned, Steph mentioned his take on Tim. He actually hinted at that at New York Comic Con in the DC panel when he truly built up and jacked up his thoughts on Tim. So he kind of hinted as to where he was going with the story. But all in all, this is this is just bad. And maybe maybe I'm too old for this. Shit. I've been collecting comics since I was nine years old and, and you know, I've been through the Dixon years and the Morrison years and it drives Ian crazy, but it was again one of the best times. I've gone through the crap of Snyder and the traitorous turn of Tom King. Maybe I'm just too old for this. Maybe I should just go and try to get build my collection going back into the 200s like I started to do in the first place because I don't get Batman writers today. And I don't just mean the main book. I just mean in, in general. So whether it's a Teeny Howard on Catwoman or a Chip Zdowski on Batman. But I'm going to speak specifically about Batman and how this story just makes me so pissed off as a lifelong fan of the character. And I've said this a few times, uh, whether on the server or on this podcast, this notion that the only Batman you can write as a tormented Batman is the dumbest I've ever heard. And how Chip is doing this right now. And again, I absolutely loved what he's done and what he did with the night. He made me a fan of Daredevil again. <laughs> but but his handling of the main book has just been subpar. And Gotham War is just downright bad. And I apologize to Tini Howard for giving her all the blame. Chip Zdarsky deserves a lot of it too. Because he's, he's written the majority of stuff. 
especially in the page of the Batman. And see, Thanos, he hates also. <laughs> but I'm at the point, I'm just sick of this. The only way of, of, of writing Batman is a tormented Batman. There's only so many times you can break a person down. Come on, please. Come on. It's just, it's dumb. And I'm happy Gotham War is over because it was, it was a wasteless piece of a crash cash grab. And it's unfortunate that it's continuing into the main story of, of Mind Bomb now. And again, we'll touch on that in a few. But I just don't get it. And I said it on the server already. If it wasn't for the fact that I've been collecting Batman since I was the age of nine, I probably would have dropped this already. And I'm, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm like Roger Murata right now. I'm just, I'm too old. I really. <laughs> so I, I do not apologize for anything. I still blame Teeny Howard. I do agree, though. I think it is fair to say that Zdarsky did not bring his A game here, and he didn't elevate the material. I can see the parts where he was working, and I understand what he was trying to do, but it was not enjoyable at all. Doesn't help that I agree. I don't like Mike Hawthorne's art. I I do think it was slightly better than Battle Lines the first time he did it, but it's not good. It's not enjoyable. My biggest complaint about Gotham War as a whole. So my biggest complaint is that the entire plot line of Catwoman starting a thieves union is beyond stupid. And the fact that I'm expected to take that seriously makes me really mad. But we start with Catwoman starting a thieves union that lasts for eight weeks and works perfectly until Batman wakes up and ruins it. And then it turns into this weird Conan the Barbarian nonsense. And that's not saying that Conan the Barbarian is nonsense, but this is drawing from that world of like ancient barbarians with magical artifacts. And this <laughs> this meteorite comes literally out of nowhere with no setup whatsoever. And Jason sacrifices himself, but it's a fake out. Then Catwoman sacrifices herself, but it's a fake out. And it's just these fake out after fake out. Two completely different stories that have no connection to each other. There's absolutely no resolution. And I I do understand that this is supposed to be like the middle of Chip Zdarsky's run. Empire Strikes Back still has an ending, guys. Like, yes, there are plot threads that are urgent and need to be resolved, but that movie comes to an end. This doesn't come anywhere close to an end. It's just sort of like, and Batman is sad again. And Catwoman is anonymous because she wanted to fake her death for some reason and it's just nonsense i hmm, i didn't think i was that mad i thought i was just <laughs> resigned but this is a dumb comic and i am i'm disappointed i i feel like i've tried to be as fair as possible okay that's not true i was not fair to the teeny howard parts because i i wrote reviews for teeny howard's books for too long and so i'm too angry about how she writes to be fair. But I feel like I have tried to be relatively fair to the idea as a concept and trying to see it as the middle part of a saga, but it should still be an enjoyable part of the saga, and this was not enjoyable, and it was not intelligent, and it did not make sense, and it was not coherent, and it didn't have one thing. It was multiple things, and none of them worked. So, and the ending where... <laughs> 
random person finds out who Batwoman is. This is literally the fifth time in the last two months that this has happened, and I don't care anymore who knows who that Batman is Bruce Wayne. Like, it doesn't matter. Apparently DC doesn't either. No, they do not. Because it happens literally twice in one month. Batman. And it doesn't matter either time. Detective and Gotham just stupid. Yes. Dream stupidity. Hey, but at least uh, Superman reset his identity. No one knows who he is anymore. Well, technically that was Lex. I'm just talking about the book in general. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, okay, fair. All right. <laughs> so we've sort of addressed this, but do you think that Gotham War has anything worthwhile in it? No. Worthwhile? No. Well, this is your opening to to go where you wanted to go. Oh, what was the point? Well, okay. So I guess if they want to kind of... This is a a forced read start for Selena's book, which, I mean, can't be bad. Maybe. Um, It's not a new creative team, so it's going to continue to suck. (laughs) Um, Hey, hey, remember? Red Hood Outlaws went from the same creative team to being a bad book to being a very good book. That's true. That's true. But anyway. Um... But to be fair, it took that creative team a few runs to do so. At least two runs. I would say (laughs) Bruce and Selena's relationship is at a weird, cordial space, but only because they need to talk through their stuff. Uh, Whatever that that year break thing is totally out the window. Yeah. Yep. Um, Thanks for that, DC. Thanks for that, James Tynan. And I guess well, Bruce James Tynan didn't want to break him up, and the year thing was well, his well, way. Yeah. Oh, I know, I know. But still, and but then, DC was it, always going to do this to us. Just, just like, just like, just like Tom King wanted them to be married, and DC overruled him. Tom King wrote the book. He still gets the blame. Sorry. Um. Sorry, Steph. <laughs> and then, and then Bruce is like determined to be by himself. I, I guess. I mean. As far as, like, setting up the new status quo, I guess, it did some stuff, but it wasn't good stuff. So, yeah. Vandal Savage is the big bad now, so that's a thing. Such a boring big bad. Anyway. No, I don't have much to say. I'm just... I'm tired of complaining. I really just want... I want you guys to recommend some, like... We should be, like, bat books for beginners and just start... (laughs) Start with the good stuff. I mean, and... I sort of already did that with my pitch for what they should print. Yeah. I'm going to bring back bad books for beginner. Yeah. yeah. And we should do it so we can be happy again. <laughs> but then we'd have to do Killing Joke and I'd be mad again. No, because we choose what we do. Uh, but I'm a fan of Killing Joke. Sorry. <laughs> See, At least one I of us would you. have something nice to say, right? Thank I made an hour-long video about how I don't have nice things to say about it. <laughs> Now, is it is it the story or is it the uh, the animated movie? No, it's it's the actual Alan Moore and Brian Baldwin comic that I hate. Anyway, oh my God. Theo, yeah. Theo, do you what? think there was anything at all worthwhile about Gotham War? I mean, I'm out of money. What do you <laughs> think? I, just, I mean, I think my rant says it all. It was just yeah. I don't want to talk Repeat about yourself. I don't want to talk about Gotham War anymore. Well, I I want to say that I feel like I expected this to change the status quo, but I 
don't feel like it changed the status quo at all. Because Batman before Gotham War was stuck traveling the multiverse and being alone and thinking that he had to be alone. And now he's in Gotham being alone and thinking he had to be alone and going crazy. Oh, nothing changed except where he was. And that doesn't matter because it's comics. Um, Steph has mentioned that she enjoyed the Tim Drake stuff. I also enjoyed the Tim Drake stuff. I think it's fun that he got a, a time to shine and it feels in character, at least with the last 10 years of Tim. We can talk about whether it's in character with the last 30 years of Tim, but that's different. Um, I don't know. Let's give this... We're just giving the issue a, a rating. <laughs> Let's give Batman the Gotham War a rating out of five really stupid magical asteroids. I don't know. One. Two. I think when I was writing it down, I wrote zero, but it's one. Because Tim, I guess. Two. I'm going to say two. Um, let's see what the Batman universe. Was it Scott who wrote the review? Yep. Oh, I should have pulled it up for you. Sorry. What did Scott, Scott say? Scott said it sucked. <laughs> well, I mean, he's right, but I'm looking for the numerical review. Now, don't get it confused with the review for Batman. Okay. Oh, he said it's a 1.2. So that gives us. <laughs> An overall score of 1.55 with a mode of 2. Wait, there was who? Wait, oh, you, god dang it. All Give right. Me. Can I change my score? No, you cannot. I got a mode. I'm keeping it. Let's move to our review of Detective Comics. <laughs> it's number 1076. This is Gotham Nocturne Intermezzo. We don't want to do Batman? Batman I guess we're going by release dates, okay. Yeah, I'm going by release dates. Okay. Gotham Nocturne, Intermezzo, Batman, Outlaw, Part 1 of 5. Written by Rom B. Artist, Jason Sean Alexander. Colors, Dave Stewart. In Old Arkham, Prince Arzen tells Batman, struggling with the Asmer demon attempting to possess him and destroying his memories, that the Orgums will hang him in a few hours. Barbados telepathically communicates with Bruce that it's only a matter of time before the Asmer wins. Bruce tells Arzen the truth about how Arzen's own mother ordered Ra's al Ghul to kill his father. Three days ago, a ninja sneaks into Catwoman's headquarters at the Trixie Hotel and warns her that the Orgums will hang Bat. He tells Catwoman not because he is disloyal to the Orgums, but because he cares about Bruce Wayne. Catwoman begins recruiting a crew, starting with Jim Gordon. Jim talks to Commissioner Montoya, and they reflect on the Orgum propaganda slash mind control video from Shavad and the craziness of the city while Azrael fights gangs downtown. Catwoman also recruits Poison Ivy to make something for her. So, first question for the main story is, who is this ninja who's telling Catwoman? That's what I was wondering. I was like, who's... what? Uh, that's... Uh, I, I have my... yeah, okay. No, go ahead. I have zero clues. I am so, so checked out of the story. And and also, um, I still haven't caught up on the one issue I missed, so I forgot that Batman was asthma infected. But uh, I I 100% believe that that's awesome. I really? think you're right, but that's such a weird thing. The, the, the reveal to him that Bruce was Batman changed something in him. But this is a flashback before Bruce revealed that. How long? Like it you... jumps back three days, so it would be before Batman told. Um, no, Arson. no, they knew at the cemetery or at the Wayne Manor. They knew. 
They remember no, they well, took his mask off. No, 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 no. Bruce tells Arzen that um, her his mother told Roz to kill his father, and like that shook Arzen. But that oh, was no, I think days. him just knowing that Bruce was Batman because he liked Bruce. Well, that's something I think is very underdeveloped. I don't, I don't buy, I don't feel the connection between Arzen and Bruce. There's I understand that's what Romvi wants me to do, but I don't buy it. And 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 he's the only one who knows. Is he? Shabbat no, the, everyone know? at the everyone no. knew, there knew. No, he, he's the only one who knew. Go back and read. He, he's the only he one who knew. He takes off the mask and this with everyone they, there. They, they, no, they weren't there. Hmm. They weren't there. I can see what I can see what Theo is saying. Like the the panels are specifically with Arzen looking. Because so you when, can, yeah, he's the only one that knows. Because when they came back talking about hanging him, and they said we need to, we should take his mask off. He said no. Uh, he 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 should be hung for who he is. Okay, I I think you're right. I think this is Arzen, but it's not said, and I don't feel like I should have to play this weird puzzle game to figure that out. None of us do, but here we are. Um. Okay. Second question. So this issue sort of reveals that the Asmer demon is sort of eating Bruce's memory. So it was not clear in the past two issues what was going on, but now we understand why we keep revisiting these classic memories of, you know, Bruce's parents dying and him meeting Dick and him training Dick. But apparently the Asmer demon is going through his mind and eating each of the memories. So how is how are we going to get back to Bruce being Batman? Like, how is this going to reset? Barbados and the Asmer demon will become best friends and decide that Bruce is better off with his memories back. And so so the Asmer demon will puke them all up and they'll all be a happy band. We, 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 we could only be so lucky. I feel like that's better than what I'm about to say. But go <laughs> ahead, Theo. <laughs> I have zero clue. You, you know, because at this point, you would have thought that it would have been game, set, match already. I mean, I know it's comic books and all, but Barbadoson already said, he's like, I can only hold them off. I can't beat it. So the bad god is nothing but weak sauce. So I don't know. I don't care. I don't even know where the hell this, this, this story is within main continuity. I know. That's my next question. So hold on to that thought. Well, hold on, hold on. Okay, if we're just, you know... Crack shipping or whatever it is we're doing. Crap cannon, whatever. Um, we're trying to figure out what the heck is happening in this Um moment. Did Two-Face, the part of Harvey Two-Face, he fought off the Asmar demon, didn't he? The Two-Face sort of. He was able to hide information from the Asmar. Uh, mm. But Two-Face was the one that expelled him, right? Because the Asmar was tethered to Harvey. And not I think Two-Face. that's right. So, I, I so, mean... If I had any hope for the story whatsoever, I would say that Harvey, who obviously had some lapse in judgment in Batman, and is totally sorry for everything he did there, um, comes and helps Bruce fight off somehow? I don't know. Nope. Nope. So, see, again, so you may want to start bleeping stuff. <laughs> this, would, this, would be, this would be perfectly f***ing sufficient if you bring Zorinar out, like, right now, since, you know... Different personality, just like, oh, Two-Face. Hey, Zora, you see that thing there? Forget the weak back guy. Take care of it. Whatever. Zora and I would have... And apparently, 
there's a million of them, so million Zoras <laughs> and one asthma demon and game set match, but no. Now, apparently, I'll wait for Ian to ask his next question before I say it. So, what I think is going to happen is that Rom V is going to have literally a year, 12 freaking issues of this stupid asthma possession plotline, oh, and at the end... Will, I'm sorry, I will ser- no, I will seriously stop collecting Detective Comics. Well, we know this. We know from solicits in January that when this arc ends, he's still got the freaking asthma demon in him. That is, oh, which means geez. that it's going to be eight full issues of this nonsense. Why? Why? Why is the only way can write Batman is as a tormented person? Come on, jeez. Because it, they don't. It's it's like they I read don't this. Know- I read this whole interview about by Rom V, and he's like, "Oh, I love the Dark Batman. I love Denny O'Neill. I love, you know, Frank Miller." I'm like, "That's. Mm, I feel like you say you love them, but I don't think you really do. I think like we want to you see none of that them. in his writing. Yeah, absolutely none. And again, but wait, this, I got to tell this, you what I think is going to happen. What's going? What I think is going to happen is he's going to come to the end of twelve full issues of this nonsense, and yeah. then Bruce is going to say. Because I'm Batman, he's going to be fine again, and it's going to be the absolute dumbest nonsense of all time. I just, I can't, I just, I can't. Y'all making it, y'all making it real, real. Oh man, maybe you're gonna make. Maybe I'm it's part of the turn. TVU podcast, the comics podcast. Man, we should have one chapter reading of some of my favorite mangas, just so we have something nice to say. <laughs> Completely unrelated, but just something that makes me happy. <laughs> we, we might just want to go back to pandemic comic cast and just yeah, have some fun times. That was good. That was okay, fun. I just, um, I, I just, I don't, right. I don't. So the next question is: When in the, when in the absolute world does this comic happen? I have no idea. I have so no idea. I feel like it, it can't really happen before. The, the world hopping, you know, when he goes to another reality. So it has to happen after failsafe. But so Batman wakes up after eight weeks and then we're into Gotham War. And we don't really know how long Gotham War. It's like a couple weeks, maybe. But so we have Azrael fighting gangs downtown. That would not happen in Gotham War because Gotham War magically every criminal is magically part of Catwoman's perfect magical thieves union. Introducing Vandal Savage in this book for the Gotham War just destroyed any kind of continuity theory thinking that you could come up with. Well, and, 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 and the, the fact that the that Bruce is struggling with an Asper demon, Barbados, and Zurinar yeah. at the same time, and he's neglecting no... his family and living with Damien at the same time, like it's it's nonsense. It's absolute nonsense. The only thing that I can possibly say is that it happens before Batman, simply because the organs are mentioned in. Batman, and I can't remember what issue it was, but it was mentioned how something was happening at the Orgum Plaza. So... This is like the worst of both worlds. It's too connected for us to ignore the fact that they're supposed to be happening in the same universe, but when you try to put them together, it makes 
absolutely no sense. And the and fact that they're so similar. Yes, that's also like as I said, Zurinar and Barbados are like the same thing. Yeah. So, so with this question, it brings up, uh, 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 and this actually happened late last week, or maybe early. Yeah, late last week. Um, on my, on the Saints fan site that I'm a member of, uh, we have a comic book thread, and there was conversation about from this one gentleman about how he really didn't like the idea of having to pick up all these different titles in order to know what was going on because it was also connected. And my counter to that is that those periods in the late eighties and nineties was the absolute perfect time of comic book writing that has never happened again. And it's a damn shame because whether it was the triangle era of Superman or whether it was Denny O'Neill's control of the Batman room, you knew where everything was going on because everything was succinctly connected. And you even knew, okay, to pick up the story, you have to pick up this issue. If you and then once you got to that issue, you can go back to here or you go back to there. And there were some things you could skip, but you knew exactly where in continuity the story was happening. That that stuff has been out of the window for God knows how long. And at the very I, least since the new fifty two, when Batman and Robin and Scott Snyder's Batman and Tony Daniels Detective Comics all might have been taking place on different planets, and then they kept doing crossovers, and it was just nonsense. And this is just, this is not the best of times. I don't know what world Ben Abernathy is living in and how he is managing all these different bat books, but it is confusing as hell to us as readers. And that's not a good thing. It really isn't because, I mean, we can go back to when Steph and I were speaking about Batman and Robin. I mean, we just knew for certain this was happening after Gotham War, considering how Damien came to his dad's defense. And then all of a sudden, father, are you me? So it's just I don't I don't get it. And it's confusing as hell. And unfortunately, we just have to accept it. And it's just, uh. and it's like I don't know. He's not even trying to be a good man at this point. Like who isn't? Oh, d- Bruce. I mean, not necessarily. Like I don't know. I guess I'm just. I mean, Bruce from in a- Detective is trying to like not be eaten by a demon. Yeah. No, that's fair. No, poor him. But no, no. Batman. Batman is like. We know. I don't even know what he's trying to do. Like I don't know. I guess I'm just coming from being raw from having so many friends right now that just have absent fathers or bad fathers. And it's like, Bruce is a good man, but he's making these stupid choices. Like basically Damien's on his own again. And this time it's Bruce's fault. Like that's not okay. I mean, No, that's not okay. No, no, I, I agree. It's not okay. But like, I don't think think that's going to be the status quo in Batman and Robin. I think Bruce is still going to be there for Damien in that title. No, he totally is. And that's why it's so stupid. And that's why Batman and Robin is a good book. And everything else is not a good book. I mean, it's not. That's the problem. You you look at Detective and you definitely look at Batman and Gotham War. And 
Bruce is a bona fide dick. Not Dick Grayson. He's a bona fide dick. Yet in the in the pages of Batman and Robin, he might as well be on the cover of, of Time Magazine for Parent of the Year. For sure. And yeah, again, it, it just it, 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 these, are, these aren't the same people. All three Batmans in these three books, which are happening at the same time, are in the different. Same universe. People. Same universe. Same city. Same brownstone. Different people. And and here's what I think. Each of these people, Josh Williamson, Ram V, and Chip Zdarsky, are trying to tell the most important Batman story right now. Back when Chuck Dixon and Doug Men- and Alan Grant were the three Bat writers, all of them would tell their own stories, and those stories were usually street level. They were intense and exciting, and they had good character interaction, but they were also not the biggest Batman story. When they were telling the biggest Batman story, it was like Nightfall and Legacy and Contagion and Cataclysm and then No Man's Land, where each of them worked together to tell chapters of the same story. And instead, we have three writers, all of whom want to be the main writer, all of whom are telling the biggest Batman story ever, none of whom are leaving space for the other writers. And we... I mean, I think it's clear that all of us are enjoying the Josh Williamson story better, but it's not leaving room for the other stories either. So, yeah. I, I just getting ready to say, you, do y'all remember the times when we wanted Joshua Williamson nowhere near Batman again? Yeah. Well, well he I still, still is think Shadow War sucked. Strange yeah, times we live in. Strange. I mean, right now, Batman and Robin is. is of the three is my favorite. Yeah. No, no doubt. It is the most enjoyable. But to be fair, it's only three. Well, let's see. How many issues have we had? We had two, two. out. Yeah. Two issues in. So that's a little unfair. But uh, I, I don't think it. it's unfair to say that Zdarsky and Ron V are not writing things that we're having a very good time reading right now. To be fair, I read the third already. So Ah, <laughs> uh, the Virgin Years. I can't remember if I read it or not. First one. All right. First backup. The question in the scream. Oh, sorry. The question in The Scream. <laughs> written by Dan Waters. Artist Christopher Mitten. Colors Triona Farrell. Commissioner Montoya listens to a woman terrified of her scream-recording collecting husband and follows the man as the question. She visits his haunts, finding his child murder room at his job at an elementary school. He confronts her, but she beats him, cuffs him, and leaves him overnight for the police her police, to find. Frustrated at her torn loyalties, Renee tears off her mask and screams on the rooftops. So, it's nice, I think it's nice to see Renee as the question. I still think leaving her as commissioner is a stupid choice. What do you guys think? Oh, I don't care. I was just happy to be reading something that was happening. (laughs) Beginning, middle, end. (laughs) That's fair. Um, I don't know what it has to do with anything other than maybe asthma demons are Asmer demons are, are affecting people. I didn't quite understand where she she found him in a creepy room. I didn't see how that was evidence that he was being a creeper, but whatever. I think this is just supposed to be like a meanwhile story. I don't think it's supposed to connect because the other. Well, story- yeah, I know, but it's still page count and wasting time. And she's like, so so the, it starts with Gordon asking her for help to help Batman, and then she goes out and does something completely unrelated. <laughs> so it's just like whatever. <laughs> whatever. Yeah. Anyway. I don't know. I thought it was a decent question story. No, um, it was I have. Totally. Yeah. I, I do not like the fact that there are so many backups, and I don't understand. I don't think that there are so many backups in the future issues, and this isn't. 
This is 1076, not 1075. I actually would have expected something like this in 1075. But 1076... It was an end-of-the-month, though, one, right? So that's why I thought it was maybe you have, a, like, a semi-annual. I, I guess so, but it... It was a real slog. Like, I felt like I was reading freaking Brave and the Bold or Urban Legends again, because mm. I just kept finding new stories, and I was like, this book doesn't end. <laughs> it's like Lord of the Rings. No, 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 no. So, the movies don't end. The book ends just darn fine. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I meant the movies. Yeah, I, I just reread the books for the first time in 20 years, and it was a magnificent experience. I give it my 100% recommendation. The Lord of the Rings books are masterpieces and really wonderful. And I listened to the Andy Circus recording and he just, he gives it an amazing extra richness. So, all right. So our second backup is Azrael in The Sword of Batman, written by Dan Waters, art and colors by Liam Sharp. Azrael tries to create a mother box from the system implanted by another mother box uh, New Genesis's machines, but fails. His team, Father Carl Valley and Vengeance, Daughter of Bane, are gone when he wakes from his trance, and he seeks them in the city. They seek Venom to help Vengeance's addiction, but get in over their heads. Azrael saves them from Venom heads, but offers even them mercy, though they reject it. Azrael apologizes for not hearing them, and returns to a new trance, this time to build a suit of Batman armor. Uh, remind me, Steph, did you read Sword of Azrael? Nope. Okay. Um, well, what did you think of this short story? Is Are they set up as a trio in that book? Because that kind of caught yes, me that, totally up. That's, okay. that's the thing, is they are set up as a trio I in that book. This is, okay. And it's by the same writer, so like he's clearly building from... He actually wrote a bunch of Azrael short stories and anthologies, and then he wrote the miniseries, and then he's sort of continuing that in this detective backups. I mean, it was fine. I was kind of... I hope it means there's something more interesting to come <laughs> in Detective Comics. I really well, hope... Well, we know Azrael's going to be in the main story. Yeah, okay, good. Yeah, that's the only thing. It kind of gave me hope that the story will go somewhere and something will happen. But I, I didn't care too much. I absolutely loved that sort of Azrael miniseries. Uh, I bought the trade and... I recently reread it, and it's a rich and powerful story. It's one of the few stories that I think where writers really grappled with issues of faith and Christianity and demons, like actual demons, and the fantastical world of DC in a really respectful and thoughtful and intensely moving way. Uh, I am a Christian, and I found the way he handled I'm pretty sure Dan Waters is not. I listened to some interviews. But I feel like he was very respectful in the way he handled that. And I am excited to see that continue. I, When Theo gets back, I need to remind myself to ask him what he thinks about seeing his girl Vengeance again. I'm mm -hmm. interested that she's uh, still addicted to Venom. I mean, it makes sense, but that wasn't a huge part of her previous plotline. So I'm interested to see that part. Yeah, so that wasn't really so much in the, tri in the, uh, the trilogy, in Sword of Vengeance either? So it wasn't in um, her creation. I mean, obviously, she was a Venom. She was using Venom um, because she was grown with Venom in the Joker series by James Tynan, where she was created. And then she doesn't really mention Venom. I mean, she still has like the tubes and stuff, but 
she doesn't talk about it and she's never like looking for supply or we don't see her injecting it or anything. So it just feels like it's a new element uh, and it's a logical element. So I'm not complaining, but it was a little surprising just because it hasn't been a huge part of her story until now. It's also interesting, like just from a storytelling perspective, like it's not treating it like exposition. <laughs> it's like, oh, yes, you know, don't you? Rem-? I don't know. It's just it's it's interesting that it's just picking it up and it's expecting you to be smart enough to kind of figure it out. Yeah. And I part of me wonders I, I'm I'm kind of glad that you didn't read it. Um, so I have like more like someone who's not obsessively reading all Azrael stuff. Because Azrael is not the most popular character. I'm like one of three people who love him. <laughs> um but I do really love Azrael and I'm happy to see him here. I'm just curious this is so dependent on that previous miniseries and on James Tynan's Joker series that I'm hoping people will go back and check it. I just wish they would do things like editor's notes, you know? Yeah. Maybe there was an editor. Was there an editor note saying sort of Azrael? I don't remember. I feel like there should be for sure. It's like, because otherwise you'd be like, why are Father Valley and Vengeance, Daughter of Bane, hanging out with Azrael? That's a really weird team up. But it makes perfect sense if you read the miniseries. So if they had uh, an editor's note saying, See how this trio came together in uh, Sword of Azrael. It would make perfect sense. I don't remember. And I think I, I took sort of note of, because there was a lot of editor's notes in back. Yeah, there was a fair number. All right, last backup is called The Summoner's Lament. And it's very short. And it's written, drawn, and colored by Rombi. And I summarized it in one sentence. Dr. Simon Hurt. <laughs> dresses and speechifies his glee at the coming death of Batman and following transformation. Yeah, so who's this guy? So this is the guy from Batman R.I.P. He's the guy who runs the gang that is driving Batman insane and buries him alive. And he was a big part of Grant Morrison's first half of his Batman run. And I've always hated him because he doesn't make sense. And he's supposed to be like either Thomas Wayne or... Thomas Wayne's brother or someone who's insane and thinks he's Thomas Wayne's brother. And Grant Morrison never clarifies which of those is the case. And I hate that kind of storytelling. I think that's so selfish and annoying. So I'm not happy that Dr. Hurt's back. <laughs> uh, I think it's cool that Rom V drew this, but it, I didn't think it added anything. And as someone who doesn't like Dr. Hurt, this wasn't an exciting callback to me. And I was just confused. I thought maybe it was... The shadow or whatever. In my review, I wrote, after Tim Seeley got rid of at least a Dr. Hurt in his enjoyable Rebirth Nightwing run, I'd hoped we'd seen the last of this obnoxious twit. And that's really how I feel about Doc. I think he's a he's a terrible character. Noxious twit, I think, is a perfect way to describe Dr. Hurt. All right, so we have three backups. Do you have uh, one that you enjoyed most of the three? Oh, the Azrael one was definitely more enjoyable than. Oh, good. Oh, and I, Me and too. I liked. And I guess I didn't. I don't know because there was so much going on. I didn't quite realize when I thought. I thought they were all backups. So I thought the Catwoman stuff talking to Gordon was a backup too, because um, that was just so different than poor Batman being tortured. Um, so I enjoyed that part too. Actually, seeing seeing something happen, something moving forward, and then Gordon and Catwoman being on a team together, I was like, oh, that's so cool. Um, so I would say overall, I enjoyed this episode, this issue, just because stuff happened. <gasps> Poor Batman. But it's just, it's, it's by no fault of its own. It's so frustrating reading this 
after Batman, after Scorched Earth, whatever. And it's like, when does any of this happen? Why is it interconnected? It doesn't make any sense. I think I wouldn't care as much if I were enjoying either or both of the detective or Batman yeah. stories that yeah. are going on. Because remember, did you read the beginning of Rebirth? I know we both started sort of in the middle of Rebirth. I went read- back and re- I, I read... No, yeah, I've read all of Batman and Detective Comics since Rebirth. Okay. And the thing is, I don't think that Tom King and James Tynan's Batman and Detective really interacted that no, well. Not much. They, they weren't really on the same page. Mm-mm. But I was enjoying... Especially James Tynan's Detective Comics, because mm-hmm. that, that book is, like, made for me specifically. <laughs> <laughs> it's all my favorite characters hanging out and having adventures. But they were and, both good on, on their yes, own. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Ways. I didn't, yeah. I wasn't upset. I mean, I was a little annoyed that they weren't connected better, but I was enjoying both of them. And so and if I, think... I was enjoying Rom V's run and Chip Zdarsky's run, I wouldn't be like, so how do these connect and why am I so annoyed? I'm annoyed because I don't like these stories. Yeah, so they did have a crossover here or there, but they were inconsequential and didn't didn't really affect either of them, which is fine when neither of the stories really interconnect. But when it, yeah, this is just annoying. Yeah, yeah. So I, I don't think that's entirely fair of me to be cranky about the lack of connectedness, uh, because if I'm liking the stories, I'm willing to give it a pass. I I do think it's fair of us to be quite annoyed at the fact that it's not enjoyable to read the stories and also be annoyed that they're not even making sense when you try and connect them to each other as they clearly want us to because they introduced the freaking villain in one book and then moved him to the next book. No, I think it's fair to be cranky about that in this case because they're making the effort to sprinkle in. This isn't even like a crossover. They're trying to sprinkle in connectivity on for two stories that are totally parallel in so many ways but in in not in not a connected way like in why did batman let this happen to him twice kind of way <laughs> in the same like three month period <sighs> so dumb. yes i i will say at least the art wasn't bad and it was one person was it through the whole thing it seemed different yeah for the main story it was one guy oh for the main story okay 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 i mean each of the backups had a different artist sure. but for the main story. I mean, that's been my complaint is the main story has had two to three artists per issue. And I'm just like, this is detective comics. Why are you doing this to me? Um, do you think they made it anthology ish because it was an end of the month book? Cause it, this wasn't that's the, the only thing I can date. think of. It's this wasn't really the original bizarre. release date. It wasn't. I don't think so. Okay. This whole double shipping thing is really mystifying to me. I don't understand why they needed to do this. Yeah. Last time they did double shipping was for the Flash, and that was so they could cancel the book. Yeah. So part of me, part of me hopes that this means that Ram V is coming to the end of his run. What are you enjoying right now? I am enjoying uh, Jay Garrick Flash, Wesley Dodd Sandman, Green Lantern, Superman. I'm enjoying Superman a lot. Uh, Who's writing I'm not, Superman? Uh, Josh Williamson. Oh, cool. I'm not hating action. I'm kind of. I, I dropped the book when the backup starring John ended, so I and I switched to Superman. Uh, but it was fun. Uh, what else am I enjoying? I feel like I'm enjoying. Oh, and Superman seventy eight just started. I'm enjoying that. Oh, and I'm really looking forward to Outsiders. Uh, that book should be really fun. And they just announced a Black Widow book, but that's not starting till March. Uh, that's Marvel, but yeah, no, I'm. I and actually, I'm. 
I'm going to be buying three Marvel books. So I'm buying the new Star Wars Thrawn Alliances, and that's an adaptation of the novel. And I'm very excited about that because I really liked the first comic they did about Thrawn. That was really good. And so I think this one will, because it's the same creative team, but Timothy Zahn is also joining the team. So that'll be even better. And there was another Marvel comic that just didn't know. Oh, uh, Ultimate Spider-Man. Spider-Man in the Ultimate Universe is going to be like 35, and he's going to be married and has two kids. And he's married to Mary Jane. So I'm going to be buying Spider-Man again for the first time in like three years. <laughs> so that's exciting as well. Thea's back. Thea, you here? Are you here? I am. We went through the backups, and I just have one question for you, which is, what did you think about seeing Vengeance, Daughter of Bane again? She didn't look as good as uh, she did in Tiny. I mean, to be fair, she wasn't drawn by Giuseppe Camincoli or uh, Guillaume March. This was Liam Sharp. But I thought you'd be excited to see she's back again. I mean, she's still thick, but I mean, we're talking Guillaume March. <laughs> I know. Guillaume March is still one of my favorites, too. Uh, did you have a favorite of the three backups? No. Although if I, if, 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 if I did, it probably would have been the Liam, Liam Sharp story. That was the one that Steph and I liked best, too. I'm a fan of his art. Yeah, me too. Um, all right, so we're going to do an overall rating of Detective Comics 1076 out of five interminable backup stories. I will say, if we're rating this on a scale of what we has come before, <laughs> I would say this is a solid and enjoyable 3.75. I really what? like I liked that Catwoman was was joining together with 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 okay. with, with what's his was Gordon. I liked that, is that the, fair. the Catwoman is better forward. written has been. happened. New characters were introduced that were doing things. Why did Ram V ever things. leave Catwoman? <gasps> what? Why did Ram V ever leave Catwoman? What? Yeah. No. So, things, things, people were doing things. Things were happening. It was so exciting. Whatever Steph is drinking, I want. I am. It is almost bedtime, you know, If I didn't take a nap today, we'd be in trouble. Um, I didn't look at the art and think, oh, I want to gouge my eyeballs out. 3.75 just because I wasn't miserable reading this book. That's so high. But okay. Oh, um, this is middle of the road, two and a half. And that's well, probably due to some of the backups because uh, I was not a fan of the main story. So this is not my fault. I wrote my review and I put my rating in my review and Theo approved it. So the fact that Theo said it was a 2.5 means that we have a mode because I also said a 2.5. But that is not something I chose after Theo made his rating. So I said 2.5 because this was too long. It was too many backups and it felt really a slog to get through. A lot of the individual pieces, including the main story, were a lot stronger uh, there's still too many unanswered questions. They didn't need so many backups. And I really hate the fact that Dr. Hurd is back because he sucks. So this is jam in the middle, neither positive nor negative, 2.5. And that gives us an average of 2.92 and a mode of 2.5, which makes me very happy. Last review. <laughs> Mm. 
Mind Bomb Part One, written by Chip Sadarsky, art by Mr. Jorge Jimenez, colors by Tomu Morey, and then other people did things. Weeks after Gotham War, the police interview a woman saved by Batman from a mugger, but she is shaken by Batman's appearance in the city. A Disguised Batman plans his war on crime and worries about the Joker. He investigates a Joker murder scene with the GCPD, realizing the Joker has targeted all of his training sites around the world. Following the clues, Joker left targeting his cat burglar teacher, Lucy from Paris. He finds himself fighting a mansion of deadly dolls and traps. Joker left a video of Lucy escaping, and Batman, struggling with Zuranar's voice in his head, faces Joker in a room with no exit. Joker triggers Zuranar to take over, and Bruce sees the multiverse of Zuranar's created in issue 900. Boom, boom, boom. And we're back to Zuranar. And we're back to How do you feel? I hated this issue. I didn't like the map. That was, I mean, it was very Batman, I guess. But I didn't. And I didn't like how jokery all the clues, not jokery, how riddlery all the clues seemed to be. I don't know. Didn't seem like a joker thing to do. But I guess, whatever. Whatever. And I felt bad for the... The dude, the henchman, poor guy, whatever. Um, I liked that it was trying to connect to the knight, but this is not how I would have chosen. <laughs> this is not how I would have chosen to do that. <sighs> well, I'm glad they didn't kill Lucy. That would have made me really mad. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I hate Joker, but this seemed like a Jokery type thing to do at the end. Um. I kind of hope that he kills, he kills the Joker, <laughs> but I know that's not going to happen. I mean, it, it it goes back to the original backup story where Thor almost kills Joker until Bruce retakes control, retakes control and stop him. So we'll just be getting that again. Yay! As you can tell, I didn't. I so as I mentioned. I recently did a read through of like 15 to 20, I was like 20, 25 issues of Killing Joke sequels, all about either the consequences of Killing Joke or the One Bad Day series, where it's trying to sort of recreate Killing Joke for other villains. And that was for a YouTube video where I talked for an hour about my thoughts on the whole situation and the context and my reactions to these stories. And... I don't know if it's because I just did that project or because we've had Joker in his own standalone series and he was a major part of the second arc of Batman Incorporated. And of course we had Joker War and there was something there was something else we had. What was before Joker? Oh, three Jokers. So we had three Jokers and then Joker War and then the two Joker ongoings and now Mind Bomb. And... They all kind of feel the same, and I don't really enjoy Joker that much. So this, I feel like if we'd had a two-year break with absolutely no Joker, I think this might have felt fresher. I don't think it's necessarily bad. I'm just really exhausted of Joker, and I don't know how fair that is, because I did, you know, I I read all those issues. So that's not super fair. It's not Zdarsky's fault I read all those issues. (laughs) But 
DC has been publishing these two ongoings about Joker for three years now. And they had the Batman Incorporated. And, and again, I liked Joker Incorporated. You know, the Batman Incorporated arc. Where Joker gets a bunch of Batman... Uh, gets a bunch of Jokers, and they all attack Batman Corp. I thought that was really well done. So I feel like if this were fresher, if it did something different, I think I might have been more on board. But, I mean, this issue literally recreates Killing Joke. The whole Joker on the throne surrounded by dead dolls is, like, literally the same panel from Killing Joke. And then James Tynan's Joker also did that. So it's not super fresh. It's not really that creative. And I don't think it's bad. I think the execution is fine, but it's it just feels really tired to me. Do you do you guys think I'm being unfair? Do you think this is because I did all that project, or do you think that this really is kind of a been there done that Joker story? Well, I mean, I don't have super amounts of history. Um, but you read the Joker, and you read Joker War. I I will say the imagery of his dead parents used against him is something that I think has been done literally in every story for the past, like, few years. Into oblivion. Yeah, yeah. And every movie series that gets a new Batman feels well, the need to do it again. I feel like some of those are more like, hey, did you know who Batman is? His parents died with you. That's sometimes for our benefit. But, like, used as a weapon or as, like, core memory that he has to work through, like, f- f- nightmares... Uh, I just, I just, uh, these both both parallel uh, I just, uh, it's just it's, it's, it's a lot it's a lot so, so that feels to me now correct me if I'm wrong but that feels to me like you you're also sort of feeling the, the sense of like a I, remix rather than like a creative yes, story yes I would say that and not re- and I'm not reading the same things you are I, I didn't read Man Who Lost His Laugh whatever it was I, I <laughs> I didn't revisit Killing they Joke. I think I've read that. That's a better title. <laughs> I, uh, I I think I read Killing Joke five five years ago for the first time and the only time. Like, is this is not fresh in my brain? And yeah, even I'm thinking there are especially elements of this that I just I'm done. I'm done with. But even before that, I just I don't know. I think just starting the st- that's it. That's probably what it is. Starting the story with a Batman I don't care about. This is a Batman that has rejected his family because he thinks he's bad for them. It's it's spoiling Batman and Robin for me, like spoiling as in ruining, not not telling me what's going to happen because obviously this has nothing to do with it, right? Like, ugh, I just I started bitter, so it was just hard to enjoy, which was his fault, actually. Uh, what's his butt? Zdarsky. That's it. But you're gonna have to bleep that. <laughs> I mean, well, for me, like, and I just said it. You don't even have to go back and read that much history. I mean, you got a Joker story, you know, in the pages of Batman with Zdarsky's backup, where we're literally getting the same thing: Zoranar wanting to kill the Joker. Blah 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 blah. Which means it's going to end the same way with different times and different methods of which it's going to happen. But it will. And, yeah, okay. So you don't need to read years of sequels like Ian did. <laughs> he did it for you. Just go watch the YouTube videos. I think my YouTube video was very nice. 
And it, and it isn't all just me being angry. I actually promoted several titles that I thought were very worthwhile reading and very moving. So it's not just Ian ranting for an hour. There's a couple rants, but it's, it's mostly me trying to be fair and interested in why I did it. There are some interesting things that Jorge Jimenez did in the art here. There was a lot of, like, panels... Or it's very impressionistic. You have like a big shot of Batman, then a small shot of Batman, and it's very like painterly and 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 bl- almost blurry in the way it was done. How'd you feel about the art this time through? I loved the art. I don't know if I. I mean, it's it's wonderful. It is totally gorgeous. And knowing it's it's Zdarsky, yeah, I can see it. But I don't think going through it, other than a few few panels. I would have said 100% without even thinking about it. That is 100% Zdarsky. It, it's it's a different style than what I'm used to. Not style. He's telling a different story than I'm used to seeing him tell. And that's not it's not a criticism at all. It's Yeah, I like the fact that Jorge is always pushing himself and yeah. doing different things. Yeah. No, it wasn't a criticism at all. It was just different than I'm used to, but it was still, you know, still great. Yeah, it was definitely different, but I don't I don't know why Ian always asks us about what we think about Jorge's art, because the the answer is always going to be the same. Now, if you were to say, oh, Mike Hawthorne uh, drew this issue, what do you think? Ah, there would be a different answer. (laughs) Well, I at least want to, like, get some thoughts, see if there's favorite paddles or something. But it's the same answer each time. Now... It's a good answer. Now, now, what I wouldn't mind seeing is, and it might be crazy thought, but let Chip uh, go ahead and draw an issue. Get it out of the way. I would like. I think he should do a backup. I think Chip should write and draw a backup for this. <laughs> I think that'd be fun. Yeah, I think um, it would be better than Tom King. <laughs> then he draws stick figures. If you want to call it that. I really liked um, Jimenez's take on past artists' renditions of Batman in the Zornar panel, like Batman Six Six Six. What is that? Uh, Batman Beyond. I think they had Batman eighty nine too. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, just all the and like they're they're just like even if I don't necessarily remember exactly where they're from, like I'm recognizing a lot of these guys just from the art style. So he did a really good job of copying the different art styles. Yeah, I agree. I like he's he's done a lot of that. Well, not a lot. He's done that several times in the Zdarsky yeah. run, especially in nine hundred, and that was really really fun seeing him do all those different kinds and styles mm-hmm. but here he's doing some really fun stuff too uh definitely agree i just thought it was interesting that he really is pushing himself he's not sort of just doing the same thing he's always done i think that's cool this is a three issue arc thank god do you, yeah <laughs> does it feel like we've gotten a third of the way into the story now that you say that no which means this is going to be rushed I, I do worry that the second and especially the third issue will feel a little rushed. Well, okay. So here's the thing, right? Here's the thing. What's the thing? What's, here's what's the, the thing? thing? Tell us the yes. sitch, Steph. Tell us the this thing. This started not necessarily at a story. It, it started at a story starting point, but it also started at the scort- or that the Gotham War ending point, which means that the ending of this story doesn't necessarily have to be an ending. Like, it could lead into either another story or start at a new status quo. Or the backup will develop something that weaves into the story and becomes the next arc. I don't, know. I don't read solicits. 
even though I do the solicit previews. <laughs> I don't read the solicits. So I have no idea what's going to happen. But I obsessively read solicits because I do a YouTube video about it every month. But yeah. So I think that what we might call an ending and what this arc might call an ending might be different things. So I think but that's I, very fair. I think that's yeah. a really good point. But I do agree that at the rate we're going, like it almost seems like we're at the peak of the story already. Who knows? I don't know. Yeah, this didn't feel like a third of the way in the story. This felt like the first of a four or five issue story. Okay, let's move to our backup. Where is it? The Savage Garden of Gotham, Part 1. Written by Trip Sidarski. Artist Jorge. No, yes, Jorge Corona. Colorist Ivan? Placenta. Placencia. Yeah, Placencia, I think. Ivan Placencia. Vandal Savage wakes after encountering the Lazarus meteorite. Immortal and powerful again, but only in Gotham. If he leaves, he loses it all. He wanders the streets, killing some muggers, then heads back to Wayne Manor, shaves and dresses in rich clothes. He begins his campaign to become king of Gotham. So a couple different questions. Do we need Vandal Savage still hanging around trying to become king of Gotham? How does he know he gets he loses his immortality if he leaves Gotham? There's a scene where he like either walks or drives away from Gotham. He says he feels his immortality and his super uh, intelligence fading away. He rides, he's riding a horse. Yeah, yeah, horse. <laughs> horse. Uh, that's stupid. What was your question? <laughs> Do we need you, you, Vandal you Savage hanging out, becoming king of Gotham? <sighs> no. But why not? Well, obviously, if it's a backup, it's not going to be a huge story unless, again, this is the intro to the bigger story that's coming Well, later. remember that Zdarsky's the one writing both of them, so yeah. he's definitely going to use it to set up yeah. later stuff. Yeah. Why? Why? Okay, so why do you have that reaction, Theo? Because I don't, we don't need more Vandal Savage. We didn't need Vandal Savage in the first place. Yeah, we didn't I need agree. some Vandal Savage. Sucks. And, and 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 I will go all the way back to Rom V bringing him up to. So the thing about Vandal Savage is he's he's not a Batman villain, and I think that's because he doesn't really have anything to do with Batman. The best Batman villains mirror parts of Bruce's personality and his flaws, and Bruce has to fight them, and it's very symbolic and spiritual. Bruce fighting Vandal Savage is just stupid it's like immortal caveman who's been around forever thinks he's Kane, can't die what is even the point he's not an interesting villain he's never been written in a way that i find interesting ever and this isn't changing your mind and it is not changing your mind and i don't enjoy seeing him in wayne manor yeah that's icky it's very icky this Which, is to be fair probably is the point of that <laughs> i i agree that's fair but the fact that it's Vandal Savage is just like, come on. It would be, I would find it more interesting. I wouldn't want Joker to do it because that's just too icky. But I feel like if Two-Face sort of took over the Bat, Bat Manor and Batcave, I think that might be kind of cool. But Vandal Savage is not cool. This is uh, Jorge Corona, who is perhaps most famous for doing Batgirls for six issues. And also We Are Robin. And we had many complaints when he was on Batgirl. So well, what do you think of him here? 
I liked it better. There was too much chaos in Batgirls. I never knew what was going on. This is at least straightforward in telling a story. Yeah, and I yeah. think it looks good with someone I hate like Vandal Savage. <laughs> <laughs> he looks a little Lobo-ish in some of it, but that's more of the colors. But no, I think it suits this story just fine. For as little as emotional commitment as I have to this story, I would say it suits the story just fine. I'm pretty sure I'm in the minority in saying I didn't like him in Bad Girls and I don't like him here. Oh, uh, I don't think it's you're in the minority. I think... I, yeah, I didn't say I liked it. I just said it's okay. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just not a fan of the style. Uh, I, as I've said before, I really liked Jorge Corona in Batgirls, but I do understand why people didn't like him. Um, I think this was kind of neither here nor there. I wasn't, like, hating it or loving it. I was just like, well, this is fine. It hasn't been my favorite backup artist, but uh, it might be my least favorite. But that's not saying I disliked it. But we've had some really good backup artists, like Balin Ortega for the Catwoman stuff and... Who's the guy who did the Tim stuff? I really like the guy who did the Tim stuff. Who was that? Oh, oh. Was it when Steven Tim Segovia? Was looking for Batman? It might have been Steven Segovia. He's pretty good. I don't remember. But well, yeah, when Tim was looking for Batman. Yeah. I should look that up so I can. Okay, hold on just a sec. I'll say, like, uh, what is it? Jorge Corona? He seems to draw men very well. Because men in general, especially in art, tend to have more cartoony-type faces or more characteristic to their face, whereas girls are just kind of meant to be pretty, I guess. And I guess he does an okay job with the random girl walking by. But I just, for a book about the Batgirls, who are supposed to be kind of cute and fun, I just was not impressed with the Batgirls. They were very quirky. And I happen to like that quirk. Because as I said, I really liked him in We Are Robin. So obviously, Mm -hmm. like... His style just kind of works for me, mm-hmm. but it was quirky, and I think that does limit the audience size. Uh, so it was M- Miguel Mendonca who did the Tim backups, and I do like his art. I've liked yeah, him for, cool. for a while, too. I like those. So, yeah, um, let's give Batman number 139 a rating out of five horses that <laughs> Candle Savage puts his butt on. I will say three. Because I just really do love the art. And I think I would have enjoyed the story as a whole better if I wasn't so bitter about where Batman is starting. Two and a half. Uh, The art, especially in the main story, while different, uh, still very good with the right Jorge. (laughs) (laughs) This is a a three for me. Um, I did enjoy it more than I didn't. I appreciate what Chip is doing technically, even though emotionally I'm still not wholly on board. But there are good things that I'm enjoying about it, and I like the art in both of them. I'm still too annoyed to give it more than three, though. Uh, we don't have a review up on the website as we yeah, record. Yes, we, do. Yes, we, we do? Yeah. Oh, I okay. gave it a three. A three? Yep. To be wow. fair, though, Scott gave the story a one. <laughs> really? Yep. What did he give the art a five? Four. Okay. He gave he gave pencil the four and color the four, but the story he gave one. Ouch. That is indeed kind of an ouch. Where's the score breakdown? I don't see it. Yeah, it, it's, it doesn't show. I need to change the review. He. Uh, I need to change the design he used. Okay. That one doesn't show. But let me do that right now. Okay. 
So that <laughs> that makes me very happy because it means we have an overall score of 2.88 and a really, really strong mode of three. No one can break this mode. Don't test me. <laughs> you, you already aren't part of the mode, so you can't break it anymore. All right, let's move to Greater Gotham. A pretty short one, thankfully, because we had three reviews. First up is Spirit World number six. Oh, I didn't read that one. I thought it was over. Um, thumbs down. Uh, this it is the last issue. Yeah. It is over. It thumb, thumbs down. It just it got worse as the story went on for me. And, you know, I, I appreciated the inclusion of Cass, but she kind of became an afterthought, which, again, isn't the problem, you know, which isn't a problem being that she wasn't the main character, but I, I just lost interest. This is a thumbs down for me. I have not liked the art for the whole thing. I don't like the story concept. I do like the inclusion of Cass. This does something that I specifically hate, which is that the our, our heroine, or I don't even know what, because she's not, because they are non-binary. Um, the protagonist. Xanthi. Yes, Xanthi beats the villain by just becoming more powerful. There's no training. There's no development. Just suddenly, Xanthi is more powerful. And Xanthi is so powerful that Xanthi forces all of the the gods of the underworld to obey her, sorry, Xanthi's desires. And I'm just sitting here being like, that is the laziest storytelling ever. I hate it. When a character just magically is the most powerful. There's no development. It's just all of a sudden powerful enough to win. Wasn't powerful enough in the previous five issues, but now they're powerful enough. So, no, this is a thumbs down. It is a waste of cast. It is not a worthwhile story. And I am sorry they spent so much time and energy on this stupid We Are Legend imprint. Because none of these stories is going to last. No one's going to remember any of them. And if they'd focused on cast. And eh, I wouldn't want them to do Cheshire because I don't like how they're doing Cheshire right now. But Lady Shiva and the the new the new Swamp Thing guy, like there's plenty of Asian characters they could have highlighted instead of creating a bunch of new ones that are in really uninteresting stories that no one is going to remember. This maps. is this is not a good idea. Sorry, what? They could have done a map story. Maps? Heck, Mayor Mikano. <laughs> Nakano is the freaking mayor of Gotham City. Come on, guys. What's Steph's boyfriend's name? Oh, and Kyle. I mean, Kyle. he's Maps. He's Maps' brother. So. Yeah. Anyway, he's so, a civvy though. But Poison Ivy number sixteen. I don't remember. I think I said neutral. No, maybe thumbs down. I didn't feel. I mean, was, I'm not reading this. So I don't was know. this the last issue? No, it's still oh. going. Never mind then. Thought neutral then. And that was for 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 a final issue. This ended nowhere. <laughs> Well, it's not a final issue, so... Okay, the, the neutral. Thumbs up for me. I, I'm actually interested to see where this story goes. This is... This is the... This is going to be the story of intended but unintended consequences as uh, okay. all of the... all Well, not all of the, but some of the folks that Ivy has tainted with the spores are now making their way to Gotham. I want to see where it goes and how she handles her consequences. Sure, sure. 
The Joker, The Man Who Stopped Laughing, number 12, which is the end of this series. I did not read it. Thumbs down. Yeah, thumbs down for me, too. Uh, they teased Stephanie Brown in this issue. They did mention her, but she didn't appear, so thumbs down for that. Thumbs down for the fact that this story didn't make sense, didn't matter, and was Joker overload for another year. And it wasted Carmine Di Giandomenico's Carmine Di Giandomenico. skills for a whole year on stuff. Why couldn't Carmine be on the, the James Tynan run that I love? Now, I didn't really want to get rid of Guillaume March, but he could have taken over instead of Giuseppe Camincoli. I mean, they're both even Italian. He could have drawn the non... He could have drawn the panels that didn't have Bane's daughter. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. This is a thumbs down. It's a disappointment to me. It was it was it was not good. This whole notion of two jokers and fighting over who's I don't even know how many jokers there were supposed to be. It felt like there was three. It's just dumb. I don't even like one joker though, so this is not my series. Well didn't they say in Batman there was three? Yes. They're they're playing with the three jokers thing. I don't know why, but they are. I mean I knew I think they've always said that three jokers were in continuity, right? Yeah, because of the Justice League Dark Side War. But the Three Jokers title is not in continuity. Oh. <laughs> so, wait, so John Stabach's miniseries is not in continuity, but the notion of Three Jokers is. Yes. Oh, that is correct. So I agree. Steph, I don't sleep, understand what they're doing. Sleeping time, Steph. So fucked. All right. Oh, stupid. Oh. Well, we're going to we're going to end on a much more positive note with Wayne Family Adventures episodes 108 and 109. The first is there can be only one and the second is PhD. I love both of them. Leanne being in there was such a pleasant surprise. This is the Leanne one, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that was really cute. I loved seeing Jason and Dick compete to be the best uncle that was fantastic and then phd was just a meta excuse to talk about something we all secretly think about which is (laughs) why are all the villains college educated (laughs) what's the what's the message here (laughs) i really appreciate it i thought it was hilarious um i like the fact that it was harley and her kind of unhinged take on it. And then mm-hmm. Damien and Steph and Tim reacting. And then, of course, Batman being, no, you have to finish school, Damien. <laughs> it was great. It was. The fact that I'm remaining silent and I still have not caught up on Wayne Family Adventures is probably going to show up on my next performance. <laughs> they're, they're individuals. Like, you don't have to catch up. Yeah, you on don't anything. have to catch up. You can just read. You can just read them. For like, one minute. They're quick and fun and sweet, and they will make your day better. I promise. There are there are threads that are more fun, like if you read a lot and you're like, yeah, oh, there's that recurring was characters and recurring but themes. You don't have to know them. You really don't. Yeah. You can pick up at any episode. Well, not maybe in a two parter, but they say when it's a two parter. So, I think the longest they've ever done is a three parter, and that was really early on for Duke's Duke's girlfriend. Who that one never showed up again. That was she never odd, came but. back. But it's okay. All right, that's the end of our Greater Gotham. I'm going to do a quick listener feedback. Caspian eight on the Discord said, "New rule: moratorium on any crime alley and Wayne death flashbacks." Too I bad. Like William- <laughs> I know you're going to get way more. 
I liked Williamson's scene with young Bruce better than Romvi's, but uh, 1076 is way better. Jason Sean Alexander should be the series artist. Unfortunately, I have to tell you that there's like a new artist every issue because they're doing it every other week. So <laughs> unfortunately, we're not getting more of him, but he was really good. I agree. Thank you for copying Caspian. Um, we have good discussions on the Discord all the time, so feel to join us there. I want to do our thank yous for the Patreon. So, Lisa Black, Donovan Morgan Grant, Johnny McCloskey, Ian Miller, Dan's Grave, Jessica Morales, Joshua Lappenbertoni, Ed Grouse, David Richards, Rob O, Captain America, Donald Townsend, Stephanie Mounts, Caspian73, Brendan Roberts. Thank you all. We really appreciate how you um, both support us and you join us on the Discord and you keep the the archive on the web. That's a big thing for me is the ability of new readers to go back and listen to all our thoughts so people don't feel alone and they might have some pointers to new context when they're encountering new stories that have roots in deep history. So having those episodes, I think, is very helpful. So thank you for keeping our show and our archives on the web. Thank you for being patrons. And that brings us to the end. And just remember, there are new tiers on the Patreon. Oh, yes. And new tiers. New so thank you for listening. This is Ian. This is Dove. And this is Theo. And we're all going to bed. All going. Thank you for listening. And we'll see you next time. Mm-hmm.